Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. My name is Randley Hart. I'm the host here at the Contractor Success Map Podcast. And today we have two very special guests, good friends of mine, Randall Souls and David Hawk. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. This is a great privilege to be on your podcast. Oh, it's it's it, you are so welcome, and, and we are just thrilled to have you here because I'm very familiar with your work and what you guys do, and I'm just very excited as well. Um, Randall is the founder of the Scientific Remodeling System. We're going to hear about that a little bit later, and David is the marketing consultant and systems integrator. And together, Randall and David, they co-produce the remodeling blueprint. I'm sorry, they co-produce the remodeling business blueprint podcast. And I'd like to ask you both of you some questions. I'd like to start with you, David. David, can you tell us your story? Yeah, Randall, it started a long time ago. I don't want to date myself too much, but but when I was in the second grade, honestly, a teacher stood up and she said in front of the class that statistically one person in that class would become a millionaire someday. And there was probably 30 other kids in the class with me. And I listened to that and I just decided that was going to be me. Um, I don't know why it struck me, but it did. I can still remember sitting there today, listening to her. And I realized as life went on a little bit that entrepreneurs had the easiest chance of becoming millionaires. So I decided I needed to start a business. I was always good with my hands. I loved construction. So I, at 33, I started my construction business. And I got going with it, and everything was going pretty well. You know, a few hiccups like any business would have. Mm -hmm. But when uh, I was 38, my mother got diagnosed with cancer, and I needed to go see her. And I was getting ready to start a large job, one of my larger jobs, actually, for my biggest client. And I had to decide, was I going to do that job, or was I going to go see my mother? Mm. And... So ultimately, I made the decision to go see my mother. It was her life at stake. And I, I wound up losing that client. They, they didn't outwardly get mad at me, but they never did use me again. Mm. A couple years later, my mother struggled with that for a couple years. A couple years later, my dad got diagnosed with cancer. Wow. Uh, and he, my dad was the hardest working guy I had known in my life. Always worked much harder than I was ever willing to work. And his whole thing was getting setting himself up so he could retire. And long story short, he, he never did make it to retirement. The, the cancer wound up uh, taking him from us. So he, he never got to retire. And he was within a year of that when, mm. uh, when he got diagnosed. And what, what that did is it kind of changed my mindset a little bit. I realized that the money, the million dollars, which I think it'd take a lot more than a million today, but the million dollars wasn't really as important as the freedom to experience life. And right. that made me change my outlook on life and kind of my goals. I quit remodeling uh, a couple of years after that. And I went into internet marketing because there I thought, well, this, this will give me the freedom. I saw everybody's getting rich doing this. It's going to give me the freedom that I'm looking for and plenty of money. And those, <laughs> those dreams never did come through with internet marketing. But on the bright side, I learned a lot about marketing and a lot about digital marketing, which is huge now and where I help a lot of people with businesses is helping them with that digital marketing, creating a brand online that can really you know, position them as the expert in their area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we also work with, well, you know, Randall and I met years ago in my remodeling business and he helped me a lot with business and processes then. 
since then he created the scientific remodeling system, which I'll let him tell about that a little bit. But those are the processes that really help people that are overwhelmed with business and help them be able to get a work-life balance so that business is good, they're making more money, but they still have time for what I'm calling the freedom to experience life. And that's kind of why I enjoy being a partner with Randall on this thing. And what I help people do is integrate these systems, you know, that Randall has provided. And then we provide the marketing arm of that too. Oh, David, that's excellent. So, I mean, uh, do you focus primarily on construction contractors or do you work with other trades and fields? I focus on construction contractors as far as who I look for to work with because I'm passionate about that business. I've been there. I've done it. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have worked with other people. I mean, I've worked with financial advisors. I've worked with a lot of associations. I actually work with a small city here na- near me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things or people and businesses type things that I work with, but I focus my efforts on contractors because that's really what I love. Uh, I understand. I'm in the same boat. I love contractors as well and have a construction background too. I've always had a hard time when somebody came to me and wanted to give me money saying no. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that can be a little tough, can it? Yeah, when you've got a financial advisor that says, here, I've got this check for you. Will you help me? It's kind of difficult to say no to that. Well, no, that makes sense. You know, if it if it makes sense to you and, and it doesn't interfere with the contractors you're working with, sure, absolutely. It totally makes sense. I like that. Well, David, I like your story. I like your background. So I'm, I'm sorry about your father. These things happen. I do understand. They do. Life is short, so let's make the best. I, I like your approach, too. You know, focus on having a good life and some life-work balance. Work-life balance makes absolute sense. So I, I appreciate your story. It's interesting, too. You're in second grade. How old were you? About eight years old, roughly? Yes, I was. And I actually grew up in Ohio. So that, that happened in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved to Georgia mm-hmm. when I was just getting out of the third grade. I started fourth grade in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's amazing to me because I can, I can close my eyes and I can picture myself sitting there in that classroom still today. I love it. You know, it's, I've got a little bit of a background in psychology. And it's, it's funny because uh, we understand from our studies in, in psychology and, and the brain how it works that most people make the majority of their life decisions, their core beliefs, at eight years old. Really? Yep. That is wow. very common. I've, I've interviewed a lot of people from a different perspective. And it's amazing how many of them can trace back their core beliefs to a time when they were eight years old. Huh. That is described as textbook. I love it. Here here I am more average than I realized. (laughs) Uh, Not not necessarily average, but uh, you're on the right track. I'll put it that way. (laughs) You're definitely on the right track. Well, Randall, let's hear your story. It's a long story, but I'll make it short. Make it long. That's okay. My parents are very diverse. I am a boomer. Uh, I was born right after the war. World War II, mm-hmm. and my father went to seminary. Okay. My father's from New York. My mother's from Pasadena, so we are already widespread, and they met because of the war, mm. and quickly had three children, and then uh, they took a little hiatus, and then they had three more. Wow. So they had a large family. My father was called to the mission field, so I grew up in Brazil, Wow, South America. I, at eight years old, that was my transition. I moved to Brazil when I was eight. Okay. And what happened? I had the best childhood any child could ever have. Mm. We didn't have any money. We were quite poor most of my life, Mm -hmm. but we didn't ever lack for anything, and I had the freedom down there to really enjoy life. And I also learned work ethics from my father, who was a very hard worker. He was a scholar and a very religious man. And I learned to 
basically not discriminate because I was around every color there was in the rainbow down there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't understand the difference, really. As, as most children before they're taught that, don't. Then I came back to the States. I finished high school here in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Went on to University of Virginia to study uh, mechanical engineering. Went three years at that and decided that was not for me. I, I always enjoyed working with my hands, just like David did. And that was so important to me. And I, I saw that wasn't where this career was going. So I came back to Chattanooga, worked in some factories and did some really low paying jobs and finally signed on as a carpenter, as a carpenter apprentice. Hmm. And went through the program, a four-year program. I did it in three years. I was able to win the local state and go on to the national championship of apprentices where I lost. Well, you, you won because you actually went there. So that's great. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal for us to go to Las Vegas and go to this contest. So it was quite something. So I went through the apprenticeship program, became a master carpenter. And that's where I got my start. I was always passionate about it. I, I love carpentry. I love working with my hands. And then we had a big layoff and, and everybody got laid off. And so what do you do when you're laid off? You start your own company. Right, right, yes. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? That's exactly right. We started our own company and that grew into a very nice profiting company. We became known as the design build experts in town. It was a fun time for us. I have two boys now and uh, they chose not to follow me in my career. So the company did well in design build and my wife and I were so involved in it. We, we worked so many late nights developing this company, working on it always staying in front of technology. And back then that was just the beginning of computerization. Mm -hmm. We worked on that and we worked on our processes. We basically debrief after every job and we'd say, what went wrong? What went right? What can we do better? And we'd write that up as a process. Beautiful. Eventually I retired and decided to help other remodelers and builders and contractors. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the, beginning of the scientific modeling system, uh, the backbone of what it is today. And that's what I do each day. I blog, David and I both build websites. We uh, write a lot. David does lots of videos, the marketing part of it. And we do the podcast, which is very enjoyable. We both love that. We do it every week and it publishes on Friday have some great guests and I meet people like you and others who are just really great people to know and to learn from. I, I couldn't agree more. Randall, it's just interesting. Your story, I didn't know that. Your father was, um, was, a, seminary, was a preacher, is that correct? And yeah, I am a, what we call a mish kid, missionary kid. So we missionary call kid. ourselves mish kids. Mish kid, okay, okay. That, that is so interesting. Because uh, my biological father was also a, uh, a preacher, mission field, but yeah, I was, I was a PK, a preacher's kid. I'm not surprised about that. No, in it, fact, it's really kind of funny because uh, growing up, I, I had a real drug problem. I got drugged to church four, three and four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me both. Yeah. You know, I, at the time, I didn't really care for it, but, you know, as it became a little older, it it's fantastic. You know, we all have our own belief systems. As I became older, it became very apparent that there's something more out there besides just myself and my own infinite stupidity, uh, not stupidity, but infinite thinking and everything. So that's interesting that we, we had that in common. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I can kind of tell the same thing. That's, that's really great. Now, Randall, I like the fact that you and David both have a background in construction because as you know, you know I have the same thing in background in construction. And my viewpoint is I love contractors, I love construction, and I think you've heard this before. This is an opinion, not a fact. My opinion is that everything in the universe was put together by a builder. That builder had a son, his son was a carpenter. And so in my opinion, everybody involved in construction 
from the carpenter to the electrician to the plumber to the HEC are all royal blood, no matter what you're doing there, because we have a lineage that the carpenter was part of, of who we are. So I, I'd like if you would, Randall, and David, you can join in too if you'd like, but I'm really curious because I'd like to hear more about your scientific remodeling system. Now, I've been on your website for this. I think it's fantastic. So I'd like you to tell us in depth about the scientific remodeling system. What is it? How has it benefited yourself? How has it benefited other people? And what would contractors get from this? Can you go in some depth on that, please? Yes, I will. Like I said, we put systems in place in our company. And my wife and I decided not to get really big, but we also decided to always be very profitable. So we expect to make 33 to 40% margins on everything we do. Really? Yes, and we did. That's great. And we developed a system that you would go out to a job, measure it, bring it back, get it designed, and plan, plan, plan. I can't stress that enough. Plan, plan, plan. And by the time you get the signature on the contract, you can basically tell your customers to take a vacation because you got it. You got it. We don't need them anymore. We've already made all the decisions. So basically, I always say this, scientific modeling system, if you follow it, will put your business on cruise control. And that, that's the way it should be. If you've really put thought into it and planned and done a good estimate, you know what you're going to make, you know it at the very beginning, and you've got all these things, good contracts, good payment schedules, good production crews. You have to have good, the greatest subs there are. Don't skimp on that. And you're going to, it's just going to go like clockwork. And I have that. I, I will add something there. I believe, and I, I don't know, Randall, you tell me, was I the first one that you kind of shared some of this stuff? Because the scientific remodeling system did not work or was not even there, did, did work, but wasn't there when we were remodeling. But when I, when I started my construction business, I was a good builder. I knew, I knew how to create the product, but I didn't have business systems. I had been in sales. I've, I'm a veteran. I had been in the army, but I didn't, I didn't really learn those business systems. And mm -hmm. Randall helped me a lot with those. And I don't, I don't know if I'm the first or only or. You, were, you were the beginning of that. Uh, okay process that we started putting together yeah that was right at the forefront hmm. and, and david and i worked together hand in hand for many years and we just man we did some of the most fabulous jobs together it was just we still talk about them like old men you know <laughs> yeah if we were in mayberry we might be playing checkers on a barrel <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it no but truly i mean i went I had different things come up and I, I would use, I, I met Randall at the remodelers council when I had been in business for about a year mm -hmm. and I was having a little bit of trouble selling jobs. Okay. And he helped me with um, the phone script, which is kind of the first thing I introduce a lot of people to is the phone script in the remodeling business blueprint because it, it immediately sets you apart from the first, contact with the prospect so it's building trust the whole time it's really setting the entire stage for the people so they can visualize what you're going to do when you come to the house hmm. and it also helps you decide whether this is a good prospect for you or not because you know you don't want to go on every job not every person is going to be a great person to work with oh so, you're, the, you're there right yeah so it helps you with that too and so by the end of the phone script, you know, is this person worth me taking my time and going and visiting? Mm -hmm. And the person also has a vision of this is what's going to happen when this person gets there. And I never, I never came across anybody else other than Randall that ever used that. You know, people would just, oh, you want a, you want a kitchen remodeled? Yeah, we can be out there, you know, Thursday at 530 and look at it. Right, right. So it, it just, it truly sets you apart from the rest of your competition and it allows 
ultimately it builds trust and allows you to charge more money and still get the job. Oh, this is interesting. I've run across a few um, places that have phone scripts and some are okay. Some are, are not necessarily, but uh, I can see where you guys would probably put something here that would make sense would work. And, and you are so right, David, you are so right. Uh, if everybody's your customer, nobody's your customer. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, we run across this. I work, I work with contractors all the time. When I pull up their job costing reports and their job probability reports, and every time I work with a contractor and consulting on their QuickBooks, I say, okay, here is your top 10 customers. Tell me about them. And more often than not, it's, yeah, they're okay. They're nice people, but, you know, we don't chat much. We don't visit much. And I said, okay, tell me about the bottom 10 customers that you're losing money on or breaking even. Oh, these are my buddies. <laughs> We're going to have a beer. We play golf and, and, and whatever the case is. And we just have a lot of fun. And my friends. And they kind of sit back in their chair and, they, and I say, yep, you want a friend, buy a dog. <laughs> right. So let's figure out how to get more of what you just said, the right customer. That's, that's key. That's absolutely key. And it sounds like this, the, the phone script is part of what helps a contractor to do that. And I, I would love to see more of my clients work with you guys to get the phone script, maybe some website help and that sort of thing. But the phone script is very exciting because, yeah, get that, you, you nailed it, get that right customer that fits. Oh, definitely. You know, I just, I just interviewed a guy who bought the scientific remodeling system, uh, I think a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. and interviewed him. He kind of had an interesting story. He, he wasn't looking for an entire process. He was looking he had decided that he was spending a lot of time working with customers before he ever got paid because of the design process. And he didn't, he didn't include design. And so he really bought the system just for the design agreement. Mm. So, and he, he took the system, he downloaded that contract, mm -hmm. put his logo on it, took it out that night, right. sold the job. And within 48 hours, had made $3,600, he told me, because mm -hmm. of selling that design. So, I mean, he, he well over tripled his money mm -hmm. just on that. So, it's just, there's a lot, of, a lot of subtle things in there, but they are really powerful when you add them to your business. Now, one of the things that I, I put this into my introductory lesson i think i say uh if if you are low on cash you have mm -hmm. a cash flow problem yeah come right to session eight of the scientific remodeling system manual sure. and adopt this payment system and it will change your cash flow instantly nice it, it is amazing how simple it is and how well it works we're always in the black and david adopted this i used it for 25 years we did not work off other people's, I mean, we did not work off our money. We, we are not a bank and we work off their money. So they pay for their project. And I always stay ahead the whole time and leave no more than two or 3% on the table at the end. And I'm going to be paid that. Oh, Randall, you're my buddy. We have a phrase we use all the time. Our clients is that uh, we love opium. I'm a big fan of opium. Other people's money okay so yeah we used to have the same problem years ago we had several businesses and we had a remodeling business mechanical and all kinds of businesses and i never ever loaned money you know so we took deposits up front we got uh, progress payments we had financing options with several banks and credit unions and we took credit cards so yeah i totally agree with that and i you know the one thing that we didn't do and my rump is sore because I kept kicking myself was we never charged for the design. And I, what I'm hearing you guys do part of your process in the scientific remodeling system is you teach contractors how to charge for the design. Is that correct? Yes, we do. If, if they are a design build, if you're a HVAC or something like that, you can't do that. Right. Uh, if you are exterior remodeler, you can't do that unless you're doing a major addition. Right. Because those are short contracts, but we're right. talking about 
if you are a design build contract, if you are a remodel that does design contracts, mm -hmm. you should be a design build because that gives you complete control from the beginning to the end. And to, in order to be a successful contractor, you have to stay in control. You can never let the client be in control of your project. That sounds a little mean, but it's not at all. It's in the best interest of everyone. No, 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 wait, wait, Randall, you are absolutely right. You cannot let the, the, the customer in control because they, bless their hearts, they have no frame of reference, okay? You know, I love customers, but they don't have a frame of reference, and we, I, I totally agree with that. Um, there's a concept in psychology which applies to construction. It's called the, um, the Stockholm Syndrome. Are you familiar with that by any chance? I am. Okay, so this is very common in construction. And I told my, my construction clients, I said, you show up in the morning because I love your three words, plan, 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 because I said, you don't have a good solid plan with milestones and things going to happen. So you show up in the morning and you start getting these little love notes. Hey, Randall, we were thinking last night that fill in the blank. Or, hey, Randall, it occurred to us that fill in the blank. I said, now you're distracted and you're constantly batting flies. And what happens in the Stockholm Syndrome is you, the contractor, you come in and you totally, first thing you do is you bring in a bunch of burly men and burly women and you completely destroy their house. You devalue it very fast in the demo phase. And people are suddenly a little bit afraid, the concerns, so on and so forth. And then over time, they begin to identify with you. And when you come to the end of the project, I heard you say you only, you made sure there's more than, no more than two or 3% on the, on the table. Because you come to the end of the project, all of a sudden, now they're going to get even. So I like what you're saying. I, I believe your scientific modeling system is going to, it solves a lot of those issues. And I, I can't believe, you know, how many, yeah, I can see it. Well, I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, Randall, how I got introduced to that payment system. Because like I said, scientific remodeling system didn't exist at the time. And of course, Randall and I were friends. I got I got hung with uh, four thousand dollars a guy owed me for a job. Ouch! And he he was not paying me, and he quit taking my calls. And I was just I was really <laughs> I wanted my four thousand dollars. Yes. Um, but I was having lunch with Randall one day, and I told him about this thing, and he listened to me rant and rave as any good friend would do. And then at the end, he said, well, you just, you need a better payment system. And then he shared with me his payment system. And I tell you, nobody ever stuck me with anything again. You always, like you said, you, you're working in the black the whole time. So it helps cash flow. And oddly enough, it caused me to start scheduling my jobs better, which wound up saving me 20% essentially time on every job that I did because of how I was scheduling. And so I made wow. money that way too. It was, it was great all the way around. Wow. You know, you're proving one of my Randall's is that the money in construction is made in the office, not in the field. For sure. And I didn't realize that until, and that was a, that was a byproduct that I didn't see. I noticed though that my profit had gone up and I started looking at what happened. I mean, why is my profit higher? And that was it. It was the scheduling of the jobs and how I was doing that. If you're and saving 20% time on every job, that is huge. Isn't it? Oh, my God, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're talking some serious dollars there. There's no question about it. You know, so I did enjoy that part. Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and you enjoyed getting uh, running in the black too, huh? Oh, definitely. Because I was, I, I used my money a lot of times buying materials and things before. And mm -hmm. uh, that just, that never happened again. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not, that's no good. I'm totally with you. hundred um, percent. Randall, yes. let me insert something here. That's a, basically a caveat. Sure. I use this in our business now and then is that in order for this to work, you have to create trust. Right? You cannot have a good contract, no matter how well written it is, without trust. That's and true. in order to have trust, you have to be caring. Right. And you have to be really care for your customers, sincerely care for them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that is what we practice. And I just want to say, you know, if you don't care about your customers, uh, if you just like, I'm just making money off them, and then I'm going to see them later after the job, goodbye, I'm done, don't care about them, then this system is not going to work as well as it could if you do actually care about your customers. And the most successful businesses I see nowadays mm-hmm. are ones that put this into practice. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. You're absolutely right. You're so right. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's so true. And we find that most of the contractors that we work with, I'm sure they're the same way. Most of the ones we work with, they're good people. They're salt of the earth. They, they have one thing in common, most of them. They, they have some some degree of faith. It may be, you know, it, it could be any one of a, a thousand different faiths, but they all have that same thing in common. And they know that there's something more than just ourselves here. And yes, caring for your customer, I absolutely agree. It's a strategy of preeminence and the difference between a client and a customer. So a customer is someone who buys the things at the lowest possible price. A client is someone who's under the care and protection of a professional. So yes, I'm totally on board with you there. So do you guys happen to have a, a, a Randall, I guess I should ask you, do you have like a, like a presentation book that's part of this program? I love your, your phone script. Yeah, that's part of the sales is uh, you can find out how to make a presentation book and how to use it. Uh, we've also done, I think, two podcasts, one long ago and one fairly recently on the presentation book if you want to learn more about that. But yeah, that's one of the pieces in this toolkit. The scientific remodeling system is made up of a lot of parts. There's the scientific remodeling system manual I mentioned before that has 12 sessions in it, sales, production, marketing modules uh, that will basically set you up with the backbone of the system. Certainly Mm. not everything you need, but it's the backbone. And then one thing I worked on for many years and this is a recent addition in the last year, I, I put in the standard operating procedure template, and it is very lengthy, it's very complete. Uh, some of the headings are actually filled out. I can't fill out everybody's headings because I don't know what you do. Right. That's to be customized for you. But that's one of the things the fellow that David was interviewing, as he started right in on that, he started filling out that SOP and building the Bible for his business. So this is a $1,000 value for that. That's a very valuable piece. If you can you can put that together and sell your company for a few million dollars, I think you're going to make your investment back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then we have uh, forms and contracts. Mm-hmm. David mentioned the design retainer agreement. We have 13 contracts in there. Uh, one of the most valuable that I think they will use is to use the pre-construction conference. And we tell you exactly how to do a pre-construction conference. We have a pre-construction conference checklist. And we have a pre-construction conference before every job. Hmm. I don't care if it's small or large, we're going to have a pre-construction conference and that's with the customer. And we're going to read the entire contract. Very boring. We read the entire contract. Really? Yes, and and then we take notes, and from those notes we make a transcription, and then we have them sign that, and that is part of their contract. Now that's when we can say go take a cruise because we got it. Oh, I love that! I never heard that. That's a great idea. That is a fun, fantastic idea. That makes so much sense. And we have subcontractor agreements. We've got uh, requests for quotes. We've got uh, the proposal. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I call a contract, the proposal. Right. It's right. short and to the point. I know people that have 27 pages for their contract. Right. And it's very intimidating. I don't like to do that. Like I said, you have to have trust. So, yeah, there's a loophole in every contract. Right. I mean, the fact is, no matter how well written it is, they can take it to court. Right. But if you have trust and you care for each other, then you're not going to run into that. And 33 years of business, I never went to court. So that's a testimony that about 
how well this works. No, that speaks volumes right there. And I love the idea of having that conversation, read the contract, have the conversation, document it and have them sign it. Because I can see if I were the customer, if I were your customer and you did that with me and I didn't fully understand construction, but you went through the whole process and then you made notes and you came back and I, I signed that agreement. What goes from my mind is this is something that's not just for you, but it makes me feel comfortable because now I know what to expect. And it is the most important, one of the most important things. What is our next step? What do I need to expect? What's going to oh, happen? Man. You said the magic word. This is, this is the basis of the scientific modeling system. Mm -hmm. It's set expectations. Yes. And that covers everything. That covers communication. That covers your professionalism. That covers everything. You set expectations. And that, that's what Dave was talking about in that phone script, is you set all your expectations for the next step. And then when we do a presentation book and we show them our contract, our, our certificates of insurance, all those boring things. We don't show them a bunch of pictures about pretty projects. We show them all the things they're going to encounter. And we say, do you understand this? Do you understand my payment schedule? Yes, we do. Okay, let's go on to the next thing. Now, do you understand this? This is going to be the pre-construction conference. And once they've said, yes, we do understand that, basically, mentally, they've bought into this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And your job is done. Well, since Randall has dove off into that, there there are two questions that we use throughout, and it, it comes up in the phone script, it comes up in the sales presentation with the people, but it was always, like he said, do you have any questions? And we that kind of captured all their, obviously, all their questions, but also some of their hesitations. Mm -hmm. And it might they might have a question about money, they might have a question about time that it's going to take or whatever if that wasn't clear but that takes care of all that and then once you get all those questions answered you went into the next one which was does this sound like a good plan for you and if oh. they said if they say yes to that it's time to sign the contract why would they not they just you've answered all their questions and yeah it sounds like a good plan for me time to endorse the file copy yes i love it and it, you know, so many times I always had a hard time before I started using this stuff, mm -hmm. I always had a hard time transitioning into signing that contract. It was just always awkward. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Here, write me a check and <laughs> sign this piece of paper. And it was just, wow, it was an awkward thing. But that makes it so much easier. It just eat, It's just so easy to transition into, okay, great. Here we go. Let's get, this is the next step. Let's get started. You know, this is so true. And what you've identified, David, is, um, again, back to just a touch of psychology. As children, we're all taught over and over and over how rude it is to ask for anything, let alone ask for money. How rude. Right. We're ingrained with that as children. By the time we become adults, we have a hard time asking for money. I don't care what they're doing. If, if they're working at a, at a job somewhere, they're getting a salary. They're ingrained with don't ask for a raise. If they're anything like, you know, buying a used car is always so stressful. Why? Because people want to ask for a, a reduction in price or a discount. And they've got this mental tape core belief running in their head about asking for money or asking for discounts. So now if you guys have, if you've gotten past that, which is part of the amygdala into the frontal cortex, the seat of judgment, if you've, solve that problem i mean just that right there is worth tens of thousands of dollars if not hundreds of thousands of dollars because we have one contractor bless his heart i love this guy to no end and i think he's gonna file bankruptcy again for me the third time oh no yeah you know great guy and he does carpentry finished carpentry and this guy is he's a phenomenal i mean he, he's on time he's on budget he does beautiful work and People are always doing the four important words, you know, change orders, you know, while we're here anyway, since it's open already. And he has the hardest time asking for a deposit or for money for a change order or anything. There's only so much I can do because this is not my expertise. This is your guys' expertise. 
So I'm definitely going to refer this guy to you and say, you, you need to buy this program. You know, I'm paying definitely. You really do. Well, and, and something they get with when they buy is Randall does offer a 30-minute consultation. I, and tell me, Randall, does that, that hasn't changed, right? No, that's with any new member. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they get 30 minutes of his time. I'm happy to talk with people and, you know, we truly want to help contractors. And, and I know what it's like. I mean, I, like I said, I started out, I wasn't a contractor. I really wasn't a business guy. You know, I, I was just good with my hands and I enjoyed it, but I didn't know the systems. And I, I see that, I see so many instances of people being the same way. And this, this thing, it, it's why we do what we do. I mean, we just want to help contractors. And, and what you're offering is fantastic. It really is. And it's funny too, because I work, um, I work with a lot of contractors on a one-on-one basis and I'm constantly encouraging them to buy books like Thinking Go Rich, Acres of Diamonds, read the books and begin to, it's called Bread for the Head, begin to expand your, your universe. And I had one contractor here about a year ago, nice guy, I don't know, they're probably doing uh, $8 million in, in high-end re- residence remodels in San Francisco. And I talked to the guy about going to a conference and I said, you know, pick up some information there and, you know, it buys them the, uh, the material, you know, like what you guys are offering. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can't afford that. It could be like, you know, $500. And I sat back in my chair and I finally lost it. You know, I don't just very often. I finally lost it. I said, you ignorant SOB, you know, I, I love you to no end. I love your wife, your greatest people on earth. Okay. But listen here, you ignorant SOB. I have a business coach that I pay in a neighborhood of $5,000 every three months right? to a business coach. And I said, I have, I have spent $25,000 to go for the weekend seminar for Dan Kennedy and one for uh, Jay Abraham. So I said, Speak, speaking of Dan Kennedy, did you hear he died yesterday? No, I didn't. Oh. Yes, he did. Oh, that's, that's awful. Well, it's awful for us, but it's, um, um, heaven just got themselves a great marketing guy. Well, he knew he was going. He actually wrote wrote a letter uh, thanking people for allowing him to do the work that he loved and that he thought was worthwhile, and they'd, they'd send him home with hospice. Man, I thought he'd live forever. I know. his. I think his uh, his work will. Oh, that guy's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I've been to a couple of seminars, and I've, I've paid thousands of dollars to go to his weekend seminars. and I have, too. <laughs> you have, too. It's, it's funny, David, because – the guy was rough around the edges. I mean, he was, oh, yeah. he was not polished and he didn't have a degree, but man, did that guy know how to get to the heart of the matter? Didn't he? You know, I mean, I made a mistake of asking a couple of questions and that mistake, but I was doing remodeling construction at the time and he just dialed in on me something hard. And yeah. I, I took notes. I, in fact, I was drained after the every night I took notes and I stay up and review my notes and ask questions. And tough guy, but man, you couldn't help but learn a lot of stuff. I'm okay. We lost a good guy. Like I said, heaven gained themselves a wonderful marketing guy. For sure. What did he uh, pass away from? Just old age or was it an illness? He had uh, apparently multiple surgeries and some issues. He was diabetic and had some diabetic heart issues in his letter. That's what he said. And that just, turned him into a downward spiral that he wasn't going to come out of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he wrote the letter basically saying thank you and farewell. Wow. It, it's online. I can't remember the name of the website, but it is online. I'll have to go look it up. That is too bad. Cause I'll, shoot you, I'll shoot you a message, an email here in a little bit with that. that. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got his, I've got his magnetic marketing stuff sitting on my desk now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got that as well. Do you have his uh, ultimate sales letter plan? I do. Yeah. And was, he did a, a bunch of cassette tapes back in the eighties. I bought a whole crap. Uh, not, I, I bought a bunch of them. Yeah. Several of his series of cassette tapes and I practically wore them out. Played as many right. times. Wow. It's funny. The more I got into marketing and the more I learned about marketing and the more people I learned from mm-hmm. In marketing, it's amazing how many people started with Dan Kennedy, and that's where they started learning. So he, he was, uh, you know, he was the root of a lot of what you see today. Yes, 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 he is. 
Definitely. And this is, it's, it's interesting too. Okay. So the fact that you're a Dan Kennedy fan really speaks volumes because Dan Kennedy is, is very detailed, very in depth. He's got a lot of his stuff has a lot of workbooks and information. So yeah, it takes a lot to be able to get the information. So David, what you're bringing to the table is a Dan Kennedy um, student. And so the contractor who employs your services doesn't have to go through all of that Dan Kennedy material, which is great. If you got time, it's fantastic. It only takes, you know, a few hundred months. Yeah. It's only taken me about 10 years. Yeah. Only 10 years. <laughs> an overnight success after 10 years. But if, they right. can, if they can tap into you and ask a few questions, you take that 10 years of knowledge and you'll pick and choose. And the same with Randall, you guys will pick and choose the answers that they need without going into all the minutiae they don't need. You know, it's such a good point. And I, that's something I was actually taught this lesson in the army by a first sergeant. I got in trouble Mm -mm. and this first sergeant, of course I got put on restriction and extra duty and I was doing my extra duty and the first sergeant came and I think he liked me. I'm not sure why, but he started talking to me and he asked me, he said, you know, old guys like me tell you young guys not to do these things because we've already done it. We know the outcome, right? <laughs> Why do you not do it? And I kind of learned that it, it, I learned a lot of the things that I've learned the hard way, but mm -hmm. that was one of them. And it's like, you know, if you can tap into somebody who already has the information you want, mm -hmm. it just makes your journey. You can, you can propel yourself five or 10 years into the future yes. just by leveraging what they already know and have done. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, that's the very reason with our clients, I, I have a whole reading list that I recommend, you know, and Thinkrich is one of them, the, uh, the EMF and so on and so forth. And so I, I try to get our clients to start reading books to understand they can have a conversation with people who are not there, but in the book. And once they start getting a little success, I say, well, that book cost you 20 bucks and you did something that it saved you 500 or whatever the case is. And after a while, I want to do it with more of you guys as well. After a while, I say, well, I've got a little secret here. It's more than 20 bucks, and I want you to pay attention. So if you contact Rental and David, it's going to be more than 20 bucks. But if you understood the return on investment for that $20 book, then in this case, get the signed through your money system because you're going to spend a couple dollars, and it's going to become very valuable. So then it's, we, we kind of lead him into um, getting mentoring with, like you said, you guys have been there, done that, got the t-shirt tattoo, sung a song about it, M-I-C-K-E-Y. So <laughs> there's no reason to go ahead and, and reinvent the wheel. I completely agree. Yeah, um, it's, all, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like to call it, I, I think Randall should have named it differently. I mean, he, he went with scientific remodeling system, but you know, I, I like remodeling business in a box. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. But I do, I tell you what, I love this entire system. I, I think you guys have a really, really great thing going there. And I want to make it clear to anybody listening to this podcast that I'm a huge fan of, of Randall and, and, and David. And I, I really think if you listen to the podcast, if you're a contractor, uh, we love you. And this is just me, Randall DeHart, not anybody else. If you're not a contractor, I couldn't care less about you. <laughs> if you're a contractor, I love you. You're fantastic. And I really encourage you to go to the website for Center Science Remodeling System and sign up and, and get some information and start getting rolling. And we'll put this in the show notes as far as, you know, the links to the different things and possibly in the show notes or maybe if somebody would write an article, they might be able to put a link to the podcast for the presentation book that Randall had mentioned. Yeah, we'll do that. That might be a good thing. You guys are a wealth of knowledge. And I, I think that you're like a lot of good people out there. You're one of the world's best kept secrets that came from Dan Kennedy. He said, I was one of the world's best kept secrets for a long time until I think he did an infomercial or something. And then it just exploded. The few dollars that people will invest in your system is just money in the bank. Well, like I said, the, the one guy, you know, he bought it in $3,600 in 48 hours. So not too bad. That's a nice ROI. And, and that was only on one piece. And like Randall said, now he's started in on the, the SOP and he's handed off. He has, he actually has two employees. One's an office manager 
and the other one's a production manager. Mm-hmm. And he, he handed the office manager piece. He filled that part of the SOP out. He said he printed it, took it to her, and took him a, a few days, mm-hmm. but printed it out, took it to her, and he said, here's exactly how to do your job. And wow. It's, uh, it's That's cool. the power of the SOP. Now, hang on a second. This is huge. Let's not uh, rush over this. This is huge. So you, you guys have an SOP that helps contractors run their office. What, what part of the SOP does it run? The SOP, it's 200 headings, Randall. Wow. 200 headings that are, and some of them are already filled out. So mm-hmm. we have, uh, we start with office administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to start with things like, how do you open it? Open the office. Uh, what do we set the air conditioning temperature at? You know, you can put details like, how do you make coffee? And then right down to the remodeling department manager, what are their duties? How do they make a file uh, folder for to hand off to production for that to go into the field? Then we go on to uh, the project manager, and then we go into marketing. It's just, it's just a very complete, the headings are there. If you fill them out, you will have something to pass on to the person buying your company. Right. You're going to have to have this. No question about it. You have to have it. True, true. To sell your company. Yes. And it just, it's going to be very valuable. That's why I say it's, it's really kind of priceless. And another thing I wanted to mention is that some people are waiting or building their experience as they go. And, and it, it is a good idea to hurry up sometimes because I'll tell you an ex- two experiences I had. My son turned 13, and I knew that when he turned 14, he would not know he had a father anymore and uh, would totally reject me. So my wife and I planned a day, I mean a trip across the USA, and we basically took him on our honeymoon. Then we went over to San Francisco, Napa Valley, the Rockies, back through St. Louis and home. Mm-hmm. We took 43 days off. Wow. I didn't have to worry about my business, nothing. I was done. And another time, five years later, mm-hmm. I took my wife to Hawaii yeah. on first-class tickets, and we stayed there 21 days on one island. We did not even move. We just were happy right here. Nice. And Kauai. And uh, those were just priceless times for me. Mm-hmm. And. And you can't do this if you don't get your business on cruise control. So it's so important to, you know, life is short, like you say, and you got to take advantage of it the best you can. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. This is great. So now we're getting more in depth because it's not, it, it truly is a system, period, dot, dash, a system. I wasn't aware that you had the, uh, the SOP, the Standard Operating Procedures. And wow, you are so right. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got processes written out. I have nine processes written out already, mm-hmm. and they are making a sales call. That's a whole process of how to make a sales call at a client's home. Sure. What to do after the design agreement is signed? That's a whole process. Sure. We even have processes for how to measure the interior and exterior of a house. Huh. Okay. The estimating process, the design delivery. That that means when I deliver this designed to you, how am I going to deliver that? And what conditions am I going to put on that? Because one of the things I used to do is give it away. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to give it away for free. And then I used to leave it at their house until they decided. And that's the delivery design process that would be what a red flag. Now that I know that, because people will steal your designs and they will say, hire somebody else. It's cheaper. Right. So, the bathroom design process that shows you six steps in designing a bathroom. We have a project completion. Really important. How do you complete a project? How do you finish it and make it exactly how it should be? Hand off the warranties. Educate your customers. Tell them about post-warranty follow-up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then home show. How to, what kind of process do you use there? Do you take full advantage of being in a home show? That's very important. And you cover that in the system. I, I wrote processes for all those, yes. Wow. See, I, I told you it's remodeling business in a box. 
<laughs> I like it. I if like you can it. take the time to go through it all, yeah. It's well, it's it's another it's another reason Randall does the demo mm -hmm. of the site because there's really so much in there, mm -hmm. and once people really can see that, wow, this really has everything. I mean, if you're having an issue with business in remodeling, that will fix it. You'll find a process in there for it. I guarantee. I love it. And one but, more thing I've added lately because. David and I talk more and more about self-development because I always say you can't be a successful remodeler if you don't have a successful life. Yes. And we have added self-development to the scientific remodeling system now, and we have a daily journal template, and we've got white papers written on self-development. I think there's about 15 articles I wrote on self-development in that, and then we have uh, a remodeler's manifesto that I wrote years ago about myself and business in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So self-development is something we are going to talk more and more about because it pertains to everyone. I mean, yeah, we all work at remodeling, but we also have a life. Oh, you are so right. It, it's something I wish we have in common because one of the things I work with my, my consulting uh, contractors and they'll come to us and say, my QuickBooks is all messed up. I need you to fix it. Okay, between you being a fence post and the 10 million people listening to this podcast, guess what? QuickBooks does not have a problem. I've never seen a QuickBooks follow the problem. The problem is always, 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 and I mean this with love my heart and total respect, the problem is always in the head of the contractor. And then once I can help the contractor get their head screwed on straight, then getting QuickBooks fixed is very simple. That's just mechanical. There's not a lot to it. But to get your head on, screwed on straight, and part of it is what you just said, self-development, is you know figuring out what you're all about. Why are you here? Why did you pick remodeling over being a shoe salesman? Why did you pick remodeling over, over um, working at a car factory and getting into that depth as to why? And, and a lot of people never ask themselves that question about why. And I love your self-development because, yes, that is so key. Well, I like something too, you know, today, especially you hear about hustle and it's, it's all about how hard you're hustling to do business. And, you know, that's one thing if you're in your early twenties and you're not married and you know, you're just working, you want right. to want to be a success. That's one thing. But at some point, even in your early twenties, at some point, you're probably going to want to get married. You're right. probably going to have kids. And at that point, you know, what, what do you really want. I know so many entrepreneurs in general, not just contractors, but entrepreneurs in general that have had very successful businesses, but have had divorce. It's just their personal life suffered because of the business. Right. And so that's what, that's another part of it. It's not just about business, it's about make more money on business, but be able to take more time off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to actually spend with your family so that your entire life is complete and you get that life experience. And you take 43 days and go on, on a cross-country road trip. Right. You say 21 days and you go to, go to Hawaii, spend it on one island. Oh, I totally agree. I completely agree, 100%. And it's funny because every time you take a vacation, I noticed this for us too, every time you take a vacation, we're gone for just a short time. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks or 10 days, just a short vacation. We come back refreshed. And ready to rock and roll, I, I do, especially because I take a lot of books with me. Very quickly, I've made up that money. Well, the business runs without us pretty much most of the time. But I, I found new ways to generate new income. So, yes, work-life balance. I completely agree. And I've been very fortunate because uh, sure and I have been married 45 years. be 46 this year. Wow, and congratulations. Thank you. And, yeah, it's a few times it was tough. A few times I did see it that our our construction business was taking a toll and I kind of, I woke up a couple of times and said, you know, this is, this is not good. And so I made a few changes among which was I quit working on every weekend. And I realized that golly, if I don't work Saturday and Sunday, the world is not going to quit spinning on this axis. Right. So I did that. I did that years ago when I got out of the army, mm -hmm. I went to work for a guy and I started my own, we were installing carpet and sure. And, uh, I learned how to install carpet. I decided, Hey, I can make some money doing this myself. So I started, I, I went out and bought a, a sole proprietor license and I was doing carpet at night, but I worked 
for myself at night, seven mm-hmm. days a week. No, Ouch. actually five days a week for myself, seven days a week. I worked with the guy that I was installing carpet with through the day. Sure. So I had essentially Saturday and Sunday night off. I had a lot of money had absolutely no time to spend it. No time with my family. My daughter was young. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't wind up in divorce because of that, but at the same time, it, it just wasn't a good situation. And I told myself then I will never ever work a weekend if it's not absolutely necessary. Yes. And when I started my construction business through the 10 years I was in business, I think I can maybe say I worked a Saturday once or twice. So nice. Yeah. It's really not necessary to make money. No, no, it's not Make money working five days a week. Yes. Yes, you can. Absolutely. You can, you know, just getting things laid out. I've got one last question. I'm going to roll here pretty quick, but uh, Randall, I got a question for you. You had mentioned one of my favorite words, plan, plan, plan. So does your remodeling system recommend like, you know, Microsoft project or is there, is there a playing system that you uh, module in your system? Not really. Okay. No, I think it's just in the system itself. There's no module in there at a plan. If you follow the steps in the system, sure. You know, we have, we have four sessions on selling. Uh-huh. If you follow those steps, then the next would be the four sessions on production. So no, we don't have a planning module in there. Okay. We do recommend certain project management programs and Mm -hmm. that we have videos on those in, in the scientific modeling system. Okay. So you have system uh, uh, software that you recommend that sort of thing. Maybe. uh, Yes. And it's funny because I know of a couple of our, our contractors that still use uh, pad and paper and uh, it works out great for them. They use it, you know, obviously computers and different things. But uh, the old pad and paper still works. It's it's just there for what it's worth. But nevertheless, um, you know, I, I get around you guys, but this has been fantastic. I really enjoy this. I've loved it. Thanks again for doing this. We've, uh, I, I know I've enjoyed it. And I have too. This has been great. I, I love talking to you, Randall. You always ask interesting questions. Well, you are sure welcome. It's mutual. I enjoy both of you guys. This is fantastic. And just, just to wrap up, I do want to say again that I really recommend that Contras listen to this. Go talk to, uh, go talk to Randall and David and their scientific reality system. And I don't want to get, can you, can, for the sake of the, of the folks listening to this, can you give us an idea how to contact you, an email address, phone number, website address? How can they get a hold of you? Yes, you can contact me at Randall, that's R-A-N-D-A-L-L, at scientificremodelingsystem.com. Randall at scientificremodelingsystem.com. Perfect. And David, how about you? I would be David at affluentcontractor.com, and that's also a website, affluentcontractor.com. It's kind of where I run, and like I said, it's, it's just about bringing in the entire experiencing life and being successful. I like that title. That is great. Athletecontractor.com. I do like that title a lot. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people think it's just about making the money or something. And, and it, it definitely is about that, but, but it's a lot more too. So, well, you know, it's really funny because uh, again, it's not funny at all, but again, I work with a lot of contractors and it's, not unusual for the contractor to say, well, you know, I'm not in it for the money. It's not, the money's not the most important thing. And if their wife or husband or significant other is in the room, they will give them the, the look of death because they're the ones that have to take care of the, the household responsibilities. And the last time they'll ask, well, how important is money to you? And they'll say, it's, it's extremely important because we've got, you know, food, clothing, and shelter. And and the kids need new shoes and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, money is very important. Well, and, and heaven forbid anybody ever be put in a situation like I was. of you. I had to choose work or, you know, family. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it was an obvious decision to me. I didn't struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my business suffered for it. And had I had, I had systems like we talked about today in place, my business would not have suffered for that. It would have been able to handle that without me being there. And mm-hmm. I could have taken as much time as I needed to be with my mother. 
mm. without without a financial burden. So yeah, it, it is about money. Everything comes down. If you if you don't have money, money is freedom. Um, is the way I look at it. Right. It is. It is. Money is definitely freedom. There's no question about it. Yeah. So you, you guys have got dialed in. All right. So I'm going to rock and roll, but we have uh, uh, David. It's David at scientific remodeling system.com. Is that, I'm uh, sorry, Randall with two L's. Randall right. at scientific remodeling system.com. And it's David at affluentcontractor.com. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And we'll put all this in the show notes and anything else we can think of in the show notes to be worthwhile. And like I say, I do encourage listeners to this podcast to contact both these gentlemen. And I, I think you're going to learn a lot. Good people. Guys, I got to rock and roll. It's been really great talking to you. And we'll talk to you later. Right. Sounds See good. you later. Thanks, Randall. You're welcome. Bye for now. Bye. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.